Hey, Donnie? Yeah? Have uh, you been taught to be cautious? Yes. That is the uh, one of the ways that Freemasons kind of, you know, check whether the other person's a Freemason or not. But to me, it just sounds like a... Well, they ask if you've been cautious. Yeah. Have you been taught to be cautious? And what's the appropriate response? You, yes, I've been taught to be cautious. As that it, is as, the as, worst secret uh, thing ever. <laughs> it's terrible. They've got a secret handshake and they've got a... Have you taught to be cautious? But to me, that just sounds like it is a, you know, a father who is bridging into a birds and bees talk with their son. Like, yeah, are right. you are you wearing a prophylactic? Like, yeah, that's just, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's weird. That is the most because if the appropriate response is yes, that's the normal response. <laughs> like, very <laughs> good. So um, that's a very roundabout way of introducing today's topic, Freemasons. I've always been like a little bit interested in the Freemasons as this kind of mysterious secret society that apparently kind of controls society from behind the scenes. Like it's an interesting little kind of mythology that goes around the Freemasons. Yeah, they're kind of grouped together with the Illumin you know, the Illuminati and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But when I as I went onto the website of like the Melbourne um Freemasons and there are some photographs on the website. It just looks like a like a bunch of old blokes called Daryl who go to the Freemasons after bowls, but before, you know, going to Bunnings Church. for a sausage sizzle. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. They're, they're not secretly controlling anything. No, <laughs> they can't even. They're, they're happy just to control their bowels. <laughs> <laughs> That's their ultimate challenge. If they can control that. Baby steps. Maybe then they can control the world. <laughs> <laughs> On a side note, have you noticed, that I reckon one of the defining characteristics of ageing is the amount of space that they put between two words that you should say more closely together. <laughs> like, so, uh, our dad did that a bit, didn't he? Yeah. So the old, ah, I love a sausage sizzle. <laughs> like it's the, <laughs> it's the emphasis and the space. Ah, oh, hi, Dark. We have we have hot dogs for dinner. <laughs> yeah, that's love it. That's really accurate. I think. <laughs> when you were getting married, and Dad was like, "So you're going to have a DJ at the wedding?" <laughs> Once you break it down to the letters, it's even better. Yeah. D. J. Yeah. <laughs> so Freemasons, what do you got? Well, I got a definition, and that is a free. <laughs> I will get these definitions in there if it kills me. Every episode, nearly fifty episodes, you're on the front foot with a definition like yeah. no one's business. If if we don't get it in within the first five minutes, I get nervous. I get sweaty. <laughs> it's very uncomfortable. People won't know what we're talking about. Feelings of impending doom. It is not good. So. <laughs> A Freemason, and this is the Oxford Dictionary definition, 
is a member of an international order established for mutual help and fellowship, which holds elaborate secret ceremonies. What do you say about that? <laughs> Put that in and smoke it. <laughs> I was waiting. I was waiting for more. That was that was no, no. that ended so, quite abruptly. Succinct. Oxford Dictionary. <laughs> they know what they're doing. It's no Webster Dictionary. <laughs> so they are the the old, one of the oldest secular fraternal societies. Um, they're secular, but you have to believe in a supreme being. They don't care. Which is weird, isn't it? Yeah. They don't care which supreme being, but you have to believe in a supreme being. Yeah. Which is, I find that to be a very strange uh, condition of entry. It is weird, eh? Like, you, like you, the, you, the, you have to believe there's something bigger than yourself and we don't care what that is. So you could just walk in, like, you know, I believe in, you know, Alf from Melmac. He he, yeah. he did all this. And they'd go, no problems. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> yeah. So let's, let's just go, let's just cut to the requirements to join. So, they have to be a man who comes of his own free will. Yep. Believe in a supreme being, which we just mentioned. Um, they have to be a minimum age, and it depends on which section, but anywhere from 18 to 25 years old. Okay. Yep. They must be of, must be of good morals and good reputation. Mm-hmm. And be of sound mind and body. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the past, they wouldn't allow anyone to join if they had a disability. Really? And they've, yep. they've changed that now? They've changed that now, but they were pretty racist as well back in the day. And they've once again, apparently now that's fine, but it used to just be older white guys with no disabilities. Um, the whole no, no girls, no females. It's pretty, pretty rare these days that you kind of, you know, get away with uh, gender exclusion. Interestingly, though, the second they get rid of all uh, the women from the club, one of the first things they do is put on their Masonic apron. Is that a Masonic apron? <laughs> I reckon that's the reason the, mate, the mason started was in the, around the kitchen like, whoa, that apron looks like pretty comfy. <laughs> <laughs> What's interesting about the some of the history of it, though, is that because they're secular, when they started in around the 15th century, they had to be underground and they had to be secretive because I guess it would be... Um, you know, blasphemous, and they can get in a lot of lot of strife if they were seen to be what would the term be non-believers. Um, right. So they had to do little sneaky things underground, and I wonder whether that's why there's the you still need non-believers. Well, they're they're secular. They're not they're not gathering to worship a god, but they could have been um, accused of being a <clears throat> an anti-religious cult or something. Oh, that right. The, so do you reckon that's why they had the you must believe in a supreme being yeah i reckon that was like a little artifact of the times that it started in that's kind of like a hangover from then but yeah that's why they have to have all this little secret handshakes and stuff because you weren't able to be open into about being a freemason right and in the very beginning they were stone masons basically and cathedral builders from the middle ages and eventually um when that started getting phased out they opened themselves up to other members that weren't stone masons Right, just kind of to kind of stop the numbers from dwindling. Yeah, they've had some big names: Churchill, Washington, Franklin, all Freemasons, and Ricky Gervais, Freemason. No, yeah, Ricky Gervais is a Freemason, big time, big time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> loves it. That surprises me immensely. 
Now, what, what do they actually do, do you think? Because it's, I found whenever I search Freemasons, their web presence is strong. And yeah. everything that came up was basically from one. It's like Scientology, one of their websites. It was hard to get it's, it's, genuine it's hard to get, information that yeah. wasn't filtered through their uh, lens. That's exactly right. Like I had the same thing. I'm like, what are they actually doing on a minute-by-minute basis behind those doors? And it was really difficult to find out anything other than these these kind of vague descriptions of rituals they will perform. Yeah. Where it, lots of it seems to be scripted um, scripted plays they learn and enact and it helps build their confidence in speaking in front of a group and whatnot. But the detail of it is very, very um, hazy. With two exceptions. There's two common rituals that kind of have been leaked out over time. Did you see these? No, no. So the first one, and I obviously this, I have no idea whether this is, it doesn't sound true, but I'm just reporting. Don't shoot the messenger. First one is one of the rituals is they get blindfolded. And so a man gets blindfolded, he gets stripped, gets dressed in a skirt, and then has to dance on an electrified carpet. <laughs> this is surely not. This was a... It was a media report of an ex-Mason member saying, this is what happened to me in a ceremony. Um, wow. Which just sounds like a bloody good night out. Sounds, yeah. like, a, <laughs> sounds like hazing for Alpha Beta Gamma fraternity or whatever it is. <laughs> or, or the episode of the footy show I saw last night. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Every episode of the footy show. <laughs> yeah. um, and then the other ritual is where it's a little trick they play on new members when they'll urinate in a bowl... And then they'll blindfold one of the people being initiated who's then handed a different bowl of warm water and they have to drink it. So it's like a bit of a prank they play. <clears throat> all right. Um, it's, all, it's all good fun, isn't it? It's all good fun. Which, <laughs> dear me. With the just the whole idea of a whole bunch of, you know, 20 Daryls standing around pretending to you like urinating into a bowl so everyone can see it. That's pretty, that's in itself pretty confronting. <laughs> yeah. It explains why they wear the aprons, though. You don't want to get Daryl's wee on your good trousers. Yeah. So. And, that, <laughs> and these are generally older guys, some with prostate problems. That would take quite a while to... Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and now I was doing a big search on Freemasons, and I ended up going, you know, into the uncharted territory of, like, page 20 of Google to see exactly what came up. Ooh, it's a jungle back and there. That, oh, it is. And I came across this weird blog, which was from quite... looks like it was from when the internet first began. Like, there's like two colours on there. There was ads all over it. It was just was it hosted, looking dodgy. Hosted by GeoCities? No, Triplet. It was a Triplet, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and he was on a big rant. He's just, whoever his blogger was seemed pretty out there. And he was saying, far from being a mere social organisation, Masons contribute to worthwhile charities like golf courses, gin mills, and erotic dance schools. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, which is... In one way, I'm like, oh, that sounds ridiculous. But it is a bunch of men together. Like, that's the kind of thing they would sort of want, that's, I think. That's, that's the, the logical conclusion, I think, of that, yeah. that group. The, and then he went on to say, during initiation, Mason candidates drink wine from skulls, suffer beatings on their buttocks with a paddle, and confess their life secrets while naked. That's interesting. This, I reckon... Because that paddle thing has broken through to popular culture, hasn't it? Yes, I remember the Simpsons, the Stonecutters. Um, they had a they, I, I, presumably that was a, 
a big mock take of of the Freemasons, and they had paddles in that episode. <laughs> yeah, so maybe either this guy that wrote the blog had watched that episode of The Simpsons, or maybe maybe the paddling thing is actually a thing. It would not. You know how like any time I think you get such um, allegiance and secrecy, and you get very few people kind of splitting off and you know telling tales about what happened to them. Mm. I reckon there is a process where they have been made to be vulnerable early on. They've gotten either information on them or put them in a situation which is embarrassing and then they're reluctant to to come out later and name and shame because they will also get their name, you know, flung in the mud as well. Yeah, classic Scientology move. Yeah, exactly right. Classic Auditing, getting their most sort of vulnerable bits of information to hold it over them later when they want to leave. Yes, and that's apparently why um, you know John Travolta and whatnot have kind of separated from the church, but they're not vocal because they've got a lot of dirt on them. I think that did we mention that previously? Yeah, probably. The cults episode. I think we've only said about four four things in fifty episodes, but we just say it in yeah. slightly different ways every time. <laughs> I think that's right. <laughs> we've got three stories each, and that's about yeah. it. With the charity stuff, I read something that said that in the UK, the Freemasons are the second largest kind of fundraisers for charity in the in the UK. Wow. That's massive. Is it that kind of thing, though? You know how, like, bikey gangs or whatever will often do charitable stuff as well to try and get the community on side, even though... Oh, yeah, good point. Generally, they're doing, you know, they, they're drug dealers, really, a lot of the bikey gangs. Yeah. But they also do this charitable thing to try and build up a positive public image. Um, good point. Good point. I reckon... Not saying the Freemasons... If they're peddling anything, it's just Viagra and uh, Panadol. And, and aprons. And aprons, yeah. <laughs> the black market of aprons. Yeah. Now you kind of read about the... other, Obviously, the conspiracy theories. A couple that came up, obviously, a bit fanciful is around, you know, the Freemasons fake the moon landing... Um, the September 11 attacks were part of a hidden war between the Masons and Islam. There's some of that kind of stuff that right. goes around the internet. Yeah. And then this one is the one that comes up most often is on the on like a US dollar bill. If you take the letters on the face of the bill and, and circle M-A-S-O-N for Mason and then join them together, it forms a Satan star. And right. Be- Benjamin Franklin, I think, was involved in the design of the currency and he was a Freemason. So they kind of join all these dots. But then you kind of think, I reckon if you took those letters, you could just draw the line in different ways and it would form a different shape. Like, I don't uh, think there's yeah, much, much just, merit in that. Yeah, I think you're probably right. It's like with the con- when you look at constellations in the, the, sty- the sky and they're like, no, oh, this is a belt and this is a hat. And I'm like, it is not. Yeah. Like, it is. <laughs> the big stretching. dripper. I'm like, I don't know. I'm still not convinced I've actually seen the Big Dipper. I've, I've never seen a single like I know that's a, I think that's a Northern Hemisphere thing, but I haven't seen anything. Yeah. No, it doesn't. I reckon I'm, the constellations are a myth. I can't even say 100% that I've seen the moon. Not convinced. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right, so that's, that's Freemasons. And just for a little bit of change of pace, uh, we're going to... Be back in a minute with a bit of a social etiquette segment. Just before we cut to our etiquette segment, have you received any feedback whatsoever about it? Uh, absolutely none. <laughs> I think we're doing it for ourselves. 
<laughs> We're trying to add in some variety, trying to add in some spice. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. But either way... We're going to stick with it because we paid $5 for a song. So, here is the What's That About Etiquette segment. If you've got a social problem that makes you want to run and hide, then we recommend you listen to Luke and Don's Etiquette Guide. Luke and Don's Etiquette Guide, if you want. All right, so this week's etiquette segment is What do you do? When you forget to put deodorant on for the day. <laughs> Once you say it out loud, you realise how dumb this topic is. <laughs> Just to kind of give a little peek behind the curtain, we will send each other a couple of texts during the week around, what about this for an etiquette segment idea? What about that? And then we don't discuss it until right now, where none of us has done any homework, we've never said it out loud. And the second you said that out loud, I've just gone... How do we get to this point? We're in our mid thirties. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> How do we get to this point? <laughs> that is disgraceful. Yet here we are. So, and but to be fair, it is a genuine issue. It does happen to me more often than I care to admit. Yeah. So, what do you do? What What is the etiquette here? Well, first of all, have you ever had anyone at work make comment to uh, any smell that's coming from your area? No, no one has ever said anything, but what has happened very often is I'll get home from work and my wife will say, ooh, a little bit on the nose there, a little, what's, uh, <laughs> what's going on there? And often she'll say it, like, from across a room. <laughs> no, I'm just oh, really? Like, oh, jeez, that's good. <laughs> this, is, this is not good. And then you have to You're do just that. walking home and she rings you on the phone. Bit on the nose there, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> And then you do that thing where you have to go back through your day and go, what was my afternoon? What meetings was I in? Who was I sitting next to? And it's it just paranoia sets off. It's, yeah. it's not a good situation. That happens not super often, but more often than I care to admit. Yeah, it doesn't happen often because I think when you become an adult, your routine gets preset. However, every now and again, I do forget. And it is a long day because... You're basically forced to just keep your arms by your side. Like my arm, basically my elbow, my arms from my elbows move, but that's it. <laughs> They're just firmly in the down position. There is no pointing. There is no, no. raising of the hand. There is some very, very kind of uh, awkward mobile phone action. Where you bring your head down yeah. to your phone rather than the other way around. I feel, I, mean, I feel a little bit like a Tyrannosaurus Rex. You know. <laughs> Like, there's that thing about whenever you feel sad, imagine a Tyrannosaurus Rex making a bed. That's kind of how I feel. <laughs> That's, I've yeah. never heard that. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a thing. Because the problem is, there's really only two options. There is push through, hope for the best, keep your physical activity to a minimum, keep your arms by your side. There's the, mm. there's the harm minimization route. Yep. Or you've got the go to the shops, buy some deodorant. Yeah, and some, like with my job, not really an option. Um, there are no shops. I don't anymore. have enough. To, no. Oh, uh, you wouldn't have I'm enough. I'm pretty time sure to that I don't want to disclose where back. you work, but there is definitely a place where you could buy some deodorant. Okay, tell me where. The chemist. There's no chemist at the hospital. There's always a chemist at the bottom of a hospital because people get scripts to, for medicines. Yeah, but they don't have deodorant. It's an internal hospital chemist. They don't have an external chemist with deodorant. 
I don't I work there, trust me. Trust me. Uh, I'm, I'm going to take you on. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <Yes>. Okay. <laughs> Every hospital I've ever gone to has a pharmacy on the ground level, usually near Zuki's Cafe, where mm-hmm. you can... It's like a normal pharmacy. Nah. Not look, in Canberra. Okay, I'm going to look it up. Hang on. So... Okay. <laughs> okay, sorry guys. Don here. At this point, me and Luke had probably a half-hour discussion about whether there was actually a pharmacy at my workplace. And I won. Okay, back to the show. It's weird that your hospital doesn't have a pharmacy. That's, uh... (laughs) (laughs) I know. All the ones in Melbourne did. I know where you're coming from. I think your standards are too high. We don't have one. (laughs) What happens if you work in there and you forget to put deodorant on? Like, this is... Yeah, good question. Good question. (laughs) (laughs) They need to sort their services out. (laughs) Bloody hell. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, do you, are, are there any other options besides the two that I've outlined? What what else can you do? Well, I just have an emergency deodorant in the uh, in my locker. Do you actually? Yeah, I do. Um, I've used it twice in about a year or so. Wow, that's you're like a boy scout. You are prepared. Yeah, I know. But some people have to put deodorant on multiple times a day. Really? Yeah. Um, I say really, but I think I've been told many times I should be one of those people. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the only other thing you can do is uh, just go home sick. That's the only other possible uh, possible thing. That's not a bad option as well. Not a bad option. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so on balance, of those three options, our uh, professional advice is to keep a spare deodorant uh, at your workplace. That's the... That's the hot tip from the Martin Brothers. <laughs> yep. <laughs> You're welcome in advance, guys. <laughs> Just be advised that this advice is general in nature and factors unique to your situation, you should always consult a professional. Always consult the pharmacy at your work. Uh, <laughs> your in work. The <laughs> <laughs> I remember once I... You know when you think up something that you think is a little bit clever and you're, ah, I'll, I'll take that to Facebook and do a little bit of a post about it. Yeah, I remember I just remember putting my deodorant on one day and I just noticed the irony between putting on some Rexona adventure deodorant and the fact that I was just going to go sit at a desk for eight hours and do nothing adventurous whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. And I did a little, <laughs> little bit of, of a, a post about that. It got less likes than the What's That About page. <laughs> it did not, yeah. did not go down. Do you, <laughs> that's, yeah. do you ever get to the point where you do one of those posts? Because we don't really make that many Facebook updates, but when I do... I keep an eye on it, and if no one has done any, like if there's no likes or comments within about five minutes, I have this really strong urge just to delete it and pretend it never happened. <laughs> yeah. Do you get that? It's, it's very like, tempting. Uh, abort, abort. <laughs> those, yeah. nervous, those nervous few minutes where you've posted and you're getting nothing, you know, this could go either way. It is so tempting to go delete. <laughs> Let's just delete. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's the uh, forgetting your deodorant question answered. Forgetting what I'm talking about. <laughs> that is Sorry, buying on. time while I stop getting yeah. distracted by what's in the room. Um, <laughs> Alrighty, that'll that'll do us. Thanks for listening. Catch you next time. See ya. Mm-hmm.